What's going on, everyone? What's going on? Good evening, Internet. How are you? Hey. Definitely, definitely. It looks like our guy DP returns and he's already muted. So uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll get that, uh, that freshman energy back up. So y'all didn't hear anything I said off camera. That is crazy. Wow. No, we didn't. That's wild, man. And we hear you just like you're fine. Oh, Rookie mistake. It's your first stream ever. So yeah. welcome to Carbine <laughs> ever, and you've been off the grid for a whole week. So uh, welcome back. But uh, yeah, guys, this will be our Star Wars Vision season two. Uh, basically, part one breakdown. We'll go to episodes one through three. We'll do a part two, four to six, and a part three, seven to nine. So before we even dump into these wonderful Vision stories, let's let our uh, new member DP tell you guys where to find us at. Go easy. Let me, see if I, let me see if I remember how to do this. Nerdcyclopedia.com, people. Make sure that you go to your favorite website. Get all your favorite social media platforms at Nerdcyclopedia with us and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and also on TikTok. If you're listening to us on your phone, podcast, and everything, we are on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. If you're watching us on YouTube right now, thank you. Um, you can hit that subscribe, smash that subscribe button and also hit that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on um, watching us on Facebook. Thank you as well. Make sure you join our Carbonate Bounty Star account, Carbonate Bounty BS Star Wars group. So you get all your favorite memes, all your Thomas Hastings stuff material. Um, just basically, you know, just um, talking about different Star Wars stuff and, you know, meeting some new friends there. Um Leave us a good, um, leave us some feedback, you know, at nurse at neurocyclopedia.com. We love getting your feedback and everything and you letting us know how you feel about what we do on here. Good, good. Good to have the intro back. He did, he did pretty good. He did pretty good. Yeah, that was all right. I still right. got it. I still got it. Yeah, we still got it. Well, maybe we'll have him back next week. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, as we discussed, you know, we just uh, started our, our watch party or our reviews of Star Wars Visions, and we'll give you our part one to the first three, and we'll try to do our best to not peek too far into the future with the other ones. But um, yeah, guys, you know, as, I guess, you know, as far as initial reviews, I know the episodes weren't too long, so we won't really do initial reviews, so we'll just kind of dive right into it, and with our guy having an extra week off, we'll let him lead us off, so... DP, how do you want to start this week off as far as your first three uh, watches of, of Visions and what, what were your thoughts? So, um, I mean, as soon as I, you know, turned it on and everything, um, you know, they had the they had the the um, the, the episode title on there like Seth. And I was like, OK, this is about to be something, you know, um, for the first episode, you know, it was titled Seth. So I love the animation, love the painted style of the um, of the of the episode and everything. Fifteen minutes long. Um, you know, not too long, not too short and everything um, got into like, you know, different, you know, um, I guess this was a Sith apprentice. And, you know, she just, you know, was, uh, you know, doing her own thing and everything. And she she um, she got into that round. What, I don't know what the round thing is called, but it was a cool looking, you know, um, um, cycle thing um, going against the very cool looking Sith Lords. You know, um, I thought her her her. Um, her um, laser sword, if you want to call it lightsaber and everything, was pretty decent. You know, I liked everything about that episode, um, you know, from um, just everything from the animation, you know, down to like the story. So, I mean, it started off, I, I texted you guys off 
off off camera and everything um that you know it, it was just starting off good to me um the second episode it was, it was pretty good um i like the scariness of it um you know it got into like a little horror thing you know with the the ghost in the cave and stuff um so i thought that was like you know pretty interesting um and the animation to me was just okay so i could like you know give or take about that you know the story itself you know was pretty decent um and then it's sort of like a little sad at the end where you know he had to separate from his you know from his other friends and everything um because they were uh you know they 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 were a part of something and then you know he was like the one the only one that could be taken from you know chosen from them you know to 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 go about so i thought that was pretty pretty emotional at the end and everything so that that sort of struck me um i really like that third episode with the two sisters um and you know the the one sister had in the very beginning she was trying to use her so far she i guess she had the force to try to get that tie fighter you know to um you know to to stop and everything and then her her sister ended up saving her and everything but just to think what the the empire did like you know they they took all the water poison the world leaving all the natives like you know angry and lusting for revenge and stuff i thought that was just like really great empire stuff you know anything because you guys know i hate the empire right you know so what? um <laughs> anything that has to do with them just you know decimate you know the um uh, planets and stuff i mean you know you just can't you can't you can't take to that and everything but i thought the sister's plight and then at the end where she um the one sister used her force you know force powers and to save her or her little sister i thought that was just great you know um the animation was was good it was it was it was not as great to me as like the first one but i love the story of the third one so for great first start for uh, what we've seen with the first three episodes to me what about you hitch well you know it's interesting that we get the international take on um on star wars i think mostly japanese last time with vision so we get i think spain is sith mm -hmm. um really really scotland. I, scotland. i've got a scotland is yeah. its own its own country now. Yeah. Uh, just kidding, Scotland. Don't don't send me hate mail. Uh, but I really enjoyed Sith a lot. It, it, and I liked how they used color as a symbol. I liked how it was, like DP said, very painterly, but yet realistic. Uh, I thought that the the figure of the Sith Lord cut was creepy, <clears throat> a creepy looking sort of dude. Very interesting, like dog flopping dog ears coming off him, like just weird like what 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 comes off a person's head like that <laughs> you're gonna need pipes up there like that's a weird place for pipes uh really like that a lot you know screechers reach was an interesting interesting um episode to me and i like the idea of them going on this hero's journey and they're really only being space on for one person on the spaceship is such an interesting plot dynamic and it really says a lot about you know what kind of jedi is getting off this world it's someone who's willing to leave their friends behind and you know kill some banshee <laughs> like it takes it takes a certain amount of gumption to take up the hero's quest in this series which i like a lot um so very very neat and the sisters yeah you know i mean the empire just breaks stuff <laughs> that's what they do they break things and, and they want to remake the world remake the galaxy in a certain image but that doesn't mean that their plans for your world are 
pleasant. I think this episode really shows that these antler people, you know, need to be left alone by the empire. Like you can't, you know, water vapor is a pretty cheap resource when you think about things galactically. Like, why would you want to come all the way down the gravity wall to some rocky planet to get it when you can just get it from the uh, outer planets? But hey, whatever, you know, empire wants to be evil. They want to be evil. Maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. Uh, so an excellent way to kick us off. I'm glad we're getting the international and the stylistic differences. And, you know, Visions is its own thing, which is cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ken? So I really dig this series. Like this this leg of Star Wars. Uh, I like this first season. Um, and this one's really starting off with a really high note for me, too. Um, I like that we're getting a a different perspective of the Sith and what that means and what it could mean. And what I mean by that is one line in particular in the first episode, light and darkness are both together. They make the painting. The painting is what we are living through. And I think Lola saw that she was trying to paint it out, but she couldn't. She couldn't get rid of the darkness. She had to, she had to embrace it. And at the end, we saw her embrace it in her weapon. It was both, and that was the first. I feel like they're, they'll, they're, this, this story is starting out where we're seeing maybe things for the first time, a double-bladed weapon of some sort, and it's, it's light and dark. Um, I enjoyed that episode a lot. I felt that Lola is a character that I could see an entire, I mean, give me a film, give me a trilogy based on this character, very strong. Screecher's Reach continued the Sith storyline. Um, when that, you know, at you know, the whole thing was, um, Dale that, um, she was called what was her name? D A L D A A L Dale to a mission. She had to, she had to prove herself, she had to find herself, and she had that her. Her mission was to conquer this scary thing in this mountain that everyone was afraid of. So she took her friends. It was like the Goonies or something, you know, right? So they went to the mountain and she stood up to the to the ghost Sith and vanquished it. And the Sith mother came down. And the, the reason why the others couldn't go is because Sith are a master and apprentice. There's no one else. So that's. That's her mission. Now she is going to become a, a Sith apprentice. They're making it. They're not evil. They're just another way of looking at the galaxy. Uh, third episode sort of merged the two together. I mean, I wasn't sure whether the sisters were really light or dark. They were kind of just on their own. Yes, the Empire came in, took their resources, took all their water, poisoned their land. Yeah, that's what they do, right? That's that's what we expect of the Empire, DP. We expect them to come down, poison and pillage and destroy. That's what they do. That's the way of life. That's that way of life. So now we have this tribe of people, and the only two left are these two sisters, and they are force and tuned, and they use painting. So I thought that was a nice call back to the first episode because we started with painting and we sort of ended our three episode uh story with painting um 
So it was very nice to see how these three episodes, although they were three different content stories, they were connected. I mean, we were getting a very nice backstory to the Sith lore that is new, new to me. Um, I think new to a lot of people that might be watching these, but this vision series, they need to keep doing this. And I would love to see some of this stuff like live. Although, I mean, the animation, I forgot that it was, it was, it was, it was animation halfway through. I like, wow. I mean, this is really good, especially with the, when the, uh, the, the Sith master was sort of confronting Lola. I mean, some of those scenes were super real. And I really liked the drag the lightsaber across the ground. That was like uh, General Grievous stuff right there. But I'm I'm a fan of this series, and uh, that's that's all I have to say on that. Right. Yeah, and to close it out with you guys, I mean, I have I share the same thoughts. I mean, I, I really like how the Sith. It seems like this year of visions, this season, have really been brought to the forefront. And as you guys said it, and I've rightly said. Um, it seems that we're they're painting the Sith in this kind of new Star Wars reality. Um, it's not really just this all-powering evil. I mean, when you see the Emperor, he is obviously the be-all and end-all and the all-conquering evil. But as you see everybody under him, the Sith are just as conflicted as the Jedi, it seems like. They're, a lot of them are navigating, as we see with Lola. She's a Sith that's defected away from the Order, which is known as a Sith. You know, she's conflicted. So it, it just shows you that, you know, and then obviously towards the end, as you see her lightsaber, one being light, one being dark, it seems like we're getting that, um, that balance in this Filoni verse that a lot of people didn't see. I mean, when we watched Star Wars, you know, as far as the Lucas cuts, it was there, it was, there was a line in the sand. It's either you're light or dark. The only one that kind of toted that line would have been Qui-Gon, and obviously he was gone in the prequels. So with mm-hmm. these newer stories, we're hearing of these more dark Jedi or, or gray Jedi or whatever you want to call them. But um, I'd like to see the, the balance, so to speak. And as you said, embracing the light and the dark um, seems to be a common theme. And as we get into these later vision stories, we'll even see that further. So it's like this was a good start. And as they built up into these the next series, it, it even took these stories to another level. Um, I'm, 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 I'm seeing like, it seems like with this season, um, of visions of versus the first season, they're not really saying whether any of this stuff is canon, but it feels like a lot of the stories, at least so far, are more integrated into the universe than what we've seen in like the first season. Um, and it seems like the backstory, especially the Sith stuff, you know, like the empire stuff and everything, it seemed like. They could just integrate that into canon and it'll just fit like, you know, naturally when you want to actually expand on stories in the future. Yeah. Like when Lola had to start her uh, Starcraft at the end by Mm -hmm. punching the dashboard. Mm. That's a Star Wars thing. That's Han hitting the Falcon to get it to start. I mean, that's yeah, that to me connected. And yeah, you're right, uh, DP. The first season of Visions was real like sort of disjointed they were just they were literally i didn't forget how many episodes there were you know they were just these little stories that maybe a maybe someone wanted a had had this idea about how r2 might have felt in this particular situation and they wanted to do a little story but this is starting out as they want to actually integrate into what we already have mm-hmm. you know i mean 
all of the these li three little stories that we're talking about could easily be plunked in right in what we are like looking at right now. They're like, like smaller stories of the, the the smaller stories that you know. If you go into like an Andor type of thing where it's like you know, yep, far away, this tells an even smaller story of like you know people bystanders and everything. If you want to call them of of different things that happen like in the universe and now, like i said i could just see it just spinning seamless into like you know regular canon if they wanted to go that route yeah totally absolutely yeah well i think the big one and this will be our first big talking point i want to dive delve into you guys and ken you've alluded to it so i'll give you the credit on this one oh, we've, already, we've already talked about the character lola right and her confliction and the light and the dark right so we understand her so in 15 minutes, this is the first talking point, right? In her 15-minute cameo, and Hitch already knows where I'm going with this, why couldn't we get this in nine hours of Ray? <laughs> I'm just being quite honest, right? Because her story, the light and the dark, the master, that's it exactly the, yep. But it does a mimic because Ray, that was what Ray should have been, and it took 15 minutes to get that, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's what I feel like, at least. I mean, the, we talked about it, Force Awakens starts – you're like, yeah, 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 you're excited. But then we get the conflict. But in this 15 minutes short, it literally summed up Ray's arc. I personally feel tighter than what we got on screen for nine hours. Because that's what I wanted, right? The confliction. She was a Sith granddaughter or whatever. Like, we could have had that in the big screen. The red lightsaber. Like, the third movie, though, right? The cleanup act, yeah, if you want to call it that. But, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we we did all we did it all in fifteen minutes. Yeah, and and Lola to me is more relatable than Ray in fifteen I, minutes. I, I like yeah, Lola's yeah. character. I Lola's like her. cool. Yeah, you know what is what is what is she running from? You know the and that that's the interesting thing is like how do you how do you pull yourself out of the Sith? Like right. what what does that even look like? You know, it, is it like leaving the drug trade? You know, and, like, and you know trying to jump she, you out. Yeah, she was on this planet. Like she had a whole like she she had a whole job. Like her mm -hmm. job was to to monitor these, you know, these uh, communication towers, and you know she had to, you know, every, daily go out and make sure they were all, you know, number seven was always malfunctioning, always failing. So that was the trap. But yeah, like who sent? How did she get the gig? How did she get there? Like yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like the third time I watched the episode, like I'm thinking now, like, well, who sent her there? Like, uh, no, she defected from the sith i get it she doesn't want to she doesn't want to go down that path but then who's her employer mm -hmm. where's her paycheck come from mm -hmm. but then i was thinking you know what this is so good i don't care <laughs> like i just like where she's at you know and where her head is at when it comes to this this conflict and she doesn't she she stands her ground and she she wallops their ass i mean there's there's no there's no, uh, there's no question that she was the better person, the better fighter. And E2, what a great little droid, little spider droid thing. I mean, that's what I like too. That that harkened back to the, like the Star Wars universe for me. You know, the little useful droid blowing the head off a Sith droid. I mean, it's... yeah. And 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 T. Mitch, you were talking about like the arc array. It would have been to to Ken's point interesting to see where the arc of um of lola lila would um would would be and like how she became a you know sif how did you know seeing where she's at right now 
how did her origin became to be to where she is right now to where she ended up, you know, being a former Sith and, you know, defecting from that, you know, I like how um, Ahsoka defected from like, you know, being a Jedi and stuff, you know, we got to see Ahsoka's arc, you know, and see how that expanded and developed her character. Well, this character here where she stands, I mean, we're grabbed immediately, you know, to where, to where she is. So just yep. seeing like her whole art, um, whole whole story and everything would have would be interesting if they chose to um to use her again and everything. And I think she's going to end up being a popular character too. Oh oh yeah. I mean, I see an action figure like for sure. Like for you real. always see action figures. That's the only thing you see. Uh, hey, yeah. Disney's got to make a buck. So so <laughs> so Ahsoka, right? How, how did why, why did she fall away from the 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 the, the Jedi? I, she didn't fall away. She was, was kicked. Her, she was kicked out. It was her teacher. Yeah. Anakin was like, "Oh, she was like, he's he's gone wacko. I'm gonna, I'm going somewhere else." Yeah. Well, she defected. She didn't really defect. She was kicked out. She was banished. Well, and that's like the whole thing as far as like being a Jedi. She was a Force user and a late side Force user. But as far as like being a Jedi, she was kind of like an outcast. She was an outcast. Like, like a game, mug. right? She was a muggle, right? Yeah. She was a muggle. Right. So, yeah, you, you guys bring up a big point. Like, how do you, like, run from – how do you defect from the Sith? Because usually it's like you're there or you're dead. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I understand the fact that, like, her master lost her because, obviously, like we learned in Obi-Wan, you just turn your powers off, right? You stop using it. So, obviously, when she started to paint and use the Force, her master sensed her, which was like, you know, to get the beacon, right? You give yourself away. You mm. start – Force, you know, using the force in the air to move paint and whatnot, and it's like a dead giveaway. You you turn your beacon on, so that might you have only, like, you can only stay in the Sithness protection program right. if you do not use your powers. If you do not yeah. use your powers for good. What did yeah. we see from uh from Andor? She was uh, in the uh, reintegration program, right? The, yeah. like the, re the reintegration of society after the amnesty the, program. Yeah, the, we're yeah, not yeah, going right? to punish you at all, even some. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah. Well, you again. <clears throat> yeah, you slaughtered kids, families. It's okay. We'll reintegrate you back into society. Wonder Come how back. Anakin. Wonder how Anakin would have did in that program. He's in it. He's in it right now. He could be. <laughs> That's the whole Darth Vader bit is reintegration. Right. Palpatine's like, we're gonna take, we're gonna get you back into society, but first this suit. Yeah. <laughs> first this suit. <laughs> And, You're trying and that, that's something too. I like the common theme, like the the evil, the, like the really evil guy. So the Sith Master has always got some respiration. There's always something keeping the like the humanoid side of yeah. it alive. Yeah. And that's that's a great thread, like to weave through the whole thing. Because I mean, think of all our favorite evil characters. Mm -hmm. You know, General Grievous. Uh Kylo Ren, Darth Vader, yeah, whatever this guy's name was. I looked in the credits. All it says was Sith Master. I don't know what this guy's name is. They they all have breathing problems. They all they <laughs> all have respiration problems, and that's that's a thing. So like when you destroy a human, a, the human piece of you so much with evil or you know fighting or whatever it is, cigarettes. You got, a, you got cigarettes, right? He's probably smoking Marlboros like twelve packs a day. Um, and you have to keep it alive somehow. So respiration's a big thing with the Sith, yeah. apparently. Sith's got to breathe, you know. So <laughs> Sith's got to breathe. Thing. 
they can't stop. That's that's the whole point of the Sith. You know, you just stay alive forever, never die, yeah. be a Sith. It's a side note. I, I okay, maybe this question is being answered, but this was something that's been I just just popped into my head. What's with the buttons on Darth Vader's chest? Like, what do they do? Like, what? what you mean the, the toggle what, switches? That, yeah, yeah. yeah they're it, like play, pause, stop. <laughs> where do you think the Imperial March is coming from? Yeah, where do you think it's coming from? The soundboard. Like when he heard a song on the radio that he wanted to get, he hit record because he'd have a tape in there. That's that's what that was. That's the I have my kid. own theme music when I fight. It plays a song while I killed all these peasants. There's the same the same stuff on the rebel uh the rebel uh, uh pilots uniform had the same toggle switches. Mm, they just okay. painted them different colors. It's the same. I've always wondered that, so I'm glad I got an explanation. There you go. That's it, it, it could have been like Simon the Memory Game, the old game we used to play. Maybe it was like on his chest. <laughs> you, know, you just gotta match up the colors to whatever it does. I've been playing this one for a long time. Because right. they either played like in the like in the uh, like on the Death Star, the Imperial uh, probably you know, Imperial. you know where the governors were. You know, they either played musical chairs or they played Simon. They played know, Simon on his chest or. Duck, duck, goose. <laughs> One of the three things. It was a very big imperial activity. You do not want to beat the goose. <laughs> no. Vader, <laughs> Vader cooks the goose. Can you imagine if Vader loses? Like you're choked the shit out. Yeah, like, you're done. Like he's. You can't let him lose. He can't. Lose. He's just holding. He's just holding you like this as right? he walks around the circle. Like for real. Imagine <laughs> if you try to run from him and he can't get you. You're just choked out. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls you back. <laughs> yep. Oh, Vader. What a nice guy. The Empire is great. They must have some fun games on the Death Star. A lot to do out there. A lot of fun times. You have to. I'm going to organize a rec basketball league. Yeah. Imagine community dodgeball on a Death Star. Wow. The game's going forever because it's just a bunch of stormtroopers playing. They can't hit nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know they're not hitting nobody. Yeah, they walk so stiff. Like, oh my gosh, it would be hilarious. All those guys on the side brought that up. So, in the third episode, the sisters, they're snow troopers, right? They they couldn't hit the side of a barn. These guys were the worst shots I've ever seen, and I'm. I'm in the Empire's corner. Like I think, I think they are, you know, uh, you know, they they have what they know what they're doing. They got an army. I think they look cool. The uniforms are great. Um, but these stormtroopers like need trained. Like I don't know what what they thought they were shooting at, but these two like like you said, antler antlered headed uh, yeah. chicks. I mean, they were just they were they were out of there. They were trained by GI Joes. Stormtroopers <laughs> are like the Washington generals of Star Wars. Like they're just there to take the L. That's it. That's like yeah. they're, they're never there to. Di- they've never W. Never. No, won. no, no. Yeah, they're they're there to lose. <laughs> they are there to lose. <laughs> and and we we want them to lose because they're evil and they're mean and they're doing things <laughs> to people that we don't want to have happen and blah 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 blah. But these these snowtroopers were completely off base like they weren't they weren't hitting nothing no not at all so do you guys think when obi-wan said only imperial stormtroopers are so precise that he was being sarcastic yes oh only though there are only those guys can shoot this straight yep i think he was but really but really the shots are everywhere like it's just real sloppy work and he's like it must be the stormtroopers 
Yeah, but think about what he was trying to do. He needed to get Luke to come with him so he could begin his training because he saw this entire arc that was headed toward, uh, you know, a trilogy and then a, uh, you know, the next three films. And he knew Luke had to be part of it. So what are you going to tell somebody? You're going to tell somebody that, hey, these guys are really bad. You got to come with me so we can start this big adventure and, and knock them off, you know, do our thing. Take them out, you know? Lies. All lies. Yeah, all lies. That's all they do. Lie, 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 lie. Yeah. They're Sith. And they're silly oh. lies. But I mean, yeah, you, you bring a, a cool point also that was like, you know, this, this last story, kind of the two sisters, they weren't really, you know, Jedi. We don't know if their mother was a former Jedi, but we just know they have the Force. So it kind of brought back your broom boy memories of somebody who has a force or like even, uh-huh. you know, uh, what was it in um, Rogue One? You know, the uh, the Asian guy with the, uh, the the blind man with the stick, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm yeah, one of the most force, forces. Yeah. 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 So force, it's like some people, me. some people were force sensitive and, and had a grasp of it, but weren't really trained. So it kind of brings back that whole opening of just like not only being a Sith or a Jedi, but also the fact that there were force sensitives in the universe and on other planets that were never, you know, captured or tapped into. So it was kind of like a unique take on the last two of a, of, I guess, of a creed of people that were, you know, basically persecuted and you know, mm-hmm. enslaved, enslaved to their death. Right. So it was a interesting story. And, and these three stories, so we kind of talked about it. There, there's some international connections. So the first was Spanish, sort of a that kind of vibe. Yeah. And then the the uh, the middle one, Streaker's uh, Reach, was a, uh, Scotland. I mean, they were talking about arse. They were talking about putting a foot up in their arse. I mean, that was so. That's their take on how the the force and the universe kind of works. Mm-hmm. And then the last one, I couldn't really tell. I couldn't really tell from the, the story writing or the, or the dialect, but it seemed to be kind of, I don't know, maybe French. It was kind of a different, different vibe. I don't know. I'm not familiar with like an indigenous vibe from it. Um, something like that. Yeah. And there were three different takes on how you, you could deal with the force yeah you know it could be something that was family oriented passed Mm -hmm. down to you Mm -hmm. you could be imbued with it you could be born with it or you could just kind of have it not know why you know you you don't really you don't really know what what the the meaning is but you know you have a calling for it so i thought that was that was kind of cool too i hope I could I tell you one thing. I mean, the the stories, while the animation varies and everything, the stories themselves um, can be expanded beyond the the, the um. They, they there's some really interesting stories and stuff, ideas that they put in there, at least for these first three episodes that I've seen that could really be expanded on. I don't I don't think I felt that with the first you know visions where I, I liked a lot of the stuff on there. Um, a couple episodes were like you know eh you know, but these first three. You know, they're, they're, they're some bangers just, you know, starting out with, you know, with a lot of, like I said, a lot of the ideas that can definitely be expanded on. Very strong. Yeah. They were all very strong episodes. Mm-hmm. I really felt like 
12 minutes wasn't enough. You know, mm -hmm. they, these needed to be like the 20, 25 minute, like Clone Wars type of thing that we, yeah. we were kind of used to. Uh, great, great point. Because sometimes in, in the Clone Wars, um, we got like mini episodes, like standalone off episodes yeah. and everything. Um, that was like about 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, this is what this could have been. Yeah. If, if they wanted to go that route. Yeah. And the music too. The soundtracks to these these yeah. these episodes were intense, and they were all different composers. Mm -hmm. They were all different directors, and none of it was really associated to Disney uh, property. These were all complete. They were inspired by. In fact, I like the way they worded it. Inspired by Star Wars, written by George Lucas. Right. So they were. Fans. I mean, I, I, I think these people. I think they, these people just wanted to write stories that involved Star Wars because they loved the the world. You know, they didn't necessarily need the thing to fit in, but they wanted to give their take on it. I wonder if George Lucas ever wants to get back in the game. But let him have a visions. You know, <laughs> I'll bet his phone is blown up every day with text messages. <laughs> <laughs> and, hey, what do you think about this? Could I do this? Does this make sense? Uh, you know, probably that, but uh, I, I, I kind of get the idea that they just have him just okay, he wants to get in, but they just have him all right, you stay there, we don't want to get too involved. You know, we'll text you and you know, right. get your input and everything. But as far as like putting you on a writing credit, oh, hell no, you know, hell no, no, they're not, not doing not that after Phantom Menace. <laughs> We know you created the whole damn thing, right? Right. You, 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 your dad, your dad, right? You're the. You're kind of like, a, like Arnold Palmer, right? During the Masters, they let you show up, you know, and kind of walk up the course. But you can't play. Time. No, you're gonna walk you the course. And look, look at everything. Shake some hands. Like, say, nah. You, you can make sure all their jackets are the right color gold. Right, yeah. You ain't playing. You're not picking up a club. Uh. -uh. I mean, just think about it. They still allegedly have his scripts, you know, locked away for seven, eight, nine, for whatever you believe. You know, some say that he wrote them. Some say that they they don't exist. But uh, only only time will tell if they really do exist or if these stories were true. I mean, same thing with the end of Game of Thrones, though. You know, we'll see. We'll yeah, see if it or, materializes. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, great, or, great. Great. That'll never. Or as we see, wait, the Snyder cut, right? We thought that was dead, and look, it looks like this guy's resurrected from the Lazarus pit. You know, Zack Snyder's, you know, DC stories have been resurrected from the Lazarus pit. So, Rachel Bull does exist. Any, anything that looks like he can make some money, uh, announcement yeah. that George Lucas will get back into Star Wars will present like a, a major announcement for like the, the the franchise and stuff. Well, people will be interested. He well, will come back to direct like that tech episode of. Uh, Bad Batch from this season where Tech Tech won the race. That's the George Lucas. Like that's what George Lucas will come back and be like Skywalker pod race, yeah. Yeah. There's not enough not enough crashes, more crashes. He had more he had more, you know, work than just Star Wars. I mean, he had, you know, Indiana Jones. I mean, that was a huge franchise. And you Willow. know. Right? You know, Willow, exactly. Willow. And there was a lot more that he did than 
I mean, Grant, yes, Star Wars was his his thing, but I mean, I mean that's big. That's like the Bible. I mean, you yeah, that's yeah. been written and it's, that's a great segue, Hitch. That is a great segue. I'm not doing it this time. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> I talk about this stuff every time. It's got to be boring. It's got to be boring to everybody that I talk about that crap. That's our weekly. No, that's like a weekly thing we like. No, we we look forward for it. Yeah, we, the canon, the canon, the development. Of the, yeah, tie tie it all back to reality for us. Yeah, yeah, please do, please do, please do. How how does Star Wars relate to actual real life? <laughs> all right, so, because we don't already know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, Roman Empire. I suppose you have the traditions of um, in the Christian faith. You have the traditions of these people that are like hermits that go away and spend their time in contemplation in a cave. And they come out and beg for food sometimes, but they just basically want to be left alone. And in a lot of ways, this is analogous to how these people are trying to escape the Sith and go away and like, you know, be alone with their philosophy. But, you know, the reality keeps coming to find them is that, you know, these are evil thoughts with evil ends, you know? And so I think, I think it's interesting that the Sith master seeks out the apprentice even after they've already left, meaning they still have some sort of value. Mm. Uh, that's an interesting, an interesting thing. And yeah, there's a pretty ripe history, especially in the Eastern, like uh, Eastern Christianity, uh, the Orthodox Christianity of these weird ascetic people that would like live on top of a, like on top of a column <laughs> for their whole lives. And the people would come and shout questions at them and stuff. But mm. the idea is to remove yourself from society so that you can through introspection discover the truth and your connection to uh, meditation meditation connection to your mind all those things but mm -hmm. you know the the stuff that drives us the greed that drives us you know the necessities of the world pursue us you can only run from them for so long before someone comes in and goes like hey you got to pay your mortgage yeah. right so <laughs> you, you don't pay your mortgage there's gonna be problems you want to that's the machine. That's the empire. The empire yeah. has to generate the revenue and make things work. That's the bureaucracy. Because you can have these hermits meditating in a cave on top of a column all you want, but that's not going to get anyone anywhere. Mm. You have to have industry. You have to have governance. And we have a great, we have a great, uh, model i mean the empire is that i mean they make things run for, for well, i mean I, I guess it would be either that or you know slavery or whatever you know the um yeah. <laughs> it, 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 see you got one or two 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 ways of doing that i mean it is a great motivator money you know yeah. um well, i don't know what they're going to do with it but i guess yeah, one man's government is another man's slavery i mean it's just it is what it is. I mean, you're we're we're all enslaved to something. I mean, we we have to go to work. We have to. Go. If you don't go to work, what are you going to do? <laughs> I definitely have a vision. Wars. <laughs> I definitely yeah. envision work as some sort of monster from my past pursuing me, you know, ceaselessly over time, unrelentlessly, relentlessly coming back to me to force me to you know to face my own failings and you know. I felt like that about a job before, so I get it for sure. 
<laughs> and I've definitely felt like someone's given me a lightsaber and been like, you know, you can't bring your friends, but you can come. <laughs> I feel like would you go? Would you go? Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. It's one of the reasons why I'm not. I really don't think that I'm a safe person to have powers of any sort, which is why I'm. It's great that I don't. That's a fortunate thing for me. And everyone around you, everyone and probably everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, what that? Like that Simpsons Twilight Zone. Um. Treehouse of Horror, where Bart, where Bart, like, can change, like, just warp people for, you know, with his mind, like, just turns Homer into a Jack in the Box and stuff. That's what it would be like. So it's, it's probably best. <laughs> It'd be best a rough, I'm, a rough yeah. reality. It'd be terrible for everybody. Don't give oh. hit powers. Please. I pre-apologize to everybody in those realities where I have, <laughs> where I have these powers, these terrible powers. God, help me and take them from me. But not in this reality. <laughs> Skip all that in this reality. It's great. It, that's I mean that's what's great about Star Wars is you can have you can live through these characters and have those things. You can and and you can relate it back to how your you know reality. You can relate it back to how we live history. I mean you can see these these things, so it makes them more alive. You know I mean we see we've had empires we've had imperial um you know devastation we've seen it we've seen it in world conflicts uh so when we see it on the big screen it's like ah oh, we understand it makes us feel a little bit smarter because we un we we remember things we read stories and and that's what these all that's what these things are all stories and that's what i credit lucas most with is making these stories real for me just personally like making i i completely believe in protocol droids 100 percent. if i saw one walking down the sidewalk i'd hey cool yeah I, it wouldn't pay me no mind i you know i believe this stuff and he had such a good way of putting things to paper and then putting them up on the screen um he, even the ewoks even the Ewoks. I, mean, I don't mind Ewoks. They're just small Wookies. They have never been mentioned again since then. Never. <laughs> Return of the, that was it. Return of the Jedi. We had only on the, they were only in the Century Moon for that little bit. But and what a great job they did. They took out ATSTs. They took out entire <laughs> battalions of stormtroopers that couldn't shoot anyway. I mean, these were the worst. Worst. They were the poorest. Poor they were there to take the L. That's why those stormtroopers were there was to take the L. Yep, take the L, and and their helmets are now a drum set. That was all they they were there for. <laughs> no, but you guys, I mean, we we make all great points and how these literally these short stories lead into everything, and it kind of like we talk about. It's like the fabric of Star Wars, right? You know, it, it's it's really cool how they give these studios. Um, First off, the opportunity to be able to tell like a version of Star Wars, and as we get on in these sales, you'll see even different cultures and, and, and other takes on what they feel, um, you know, their take is on Star Wars, and whether it be a, a, a force story or even a story of family, like very very unique. Um, it, it's something crazy. You know, we talked about season one, and I will say, you know, peeking into the future. I felt it as we discussed, these stories were a lot more refined. Um, I thought season one was like you said, it was kind of all over the place. Like I, I, even though the animation style is different, I felt like the season two 
was just a lot more refined as far as like the the visual even on a television set a couple of the stories on episode on visions one didn't seem like it fit on a like on a television median or or to watch it on the screen it felt like comic book ishy this mm-hmm. really felt like something that you can literally see on a video screen so um don't know if that was one of the things they wanted to tackle this time um as far as these short stories to make them something that translates onto uh it's digital medium mm-hmm. it's um yeah even these first three stories i mean that third one was almost like a uh was kind of um uh, like Pixar-ish, almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, the way that was animated, and I was kind of peeking into, like, the director, um, Gabriel Vargas, so I have a South American tale, because I know we have the Spanish tale, so I don't know if it would be, like, a like a Latin tale or not, but um, I believe that guy also worked on some... Uh, some projects as well that were tied together with um, a lot of the animation you see from Pixar and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it kind of makes sense of his style of, of his style of art. Um, but interestingly, you know, it's crazy. I thought about when they were doing these vision stories and they, whatever, I don't know how they go through picking these studios or whatever. Like how cool would it be for like, for them to give one episode, like a contest, and one business episode be from like us or like an independent studio, right? That, you know, like a fan, we talk about like fan fiction and everybody does fan films and all that. How cool would it be for them to let somebody, obviously you have to have the budget to be able to pull it off. Right. But to give one episode to like whoever wins or whoever named their draw the hat to be able to discuss or, or put a star Wars story out. I just always thought like with the way they do these, that would be so cool to give the fans something to be able to grasp onto, right? And mm-hmm. lead like a fan-led story. I just think that would be the coolest thing. If they were open to do that or how they would do it, I don't know, but I just think that would be the sweetest thing. Well, I, I think all these stories are fan-based. I mean, you don't you don't really get into or invest yourself in this franchise if you don't believe in it. I mean, this is, think about it, this is some pretty crazy stuff. I mean, this is like as out there as you can get. Um, it's very different than any other franchise or storyline that, I mean, I can't think of anything that's even similar to the, no. to, to Star Wars. I, I kind of think what um, uh, I kind of agree with T. Mitch, it will be a nice one shot is, you know, yeah. if they got like an hour you know, 45 minutes to an hour, maybe like um, instead of an anthology, 15 minutes, you got like a whole like season of just different stories that they can tell. Um, I don't know, even to take it further, maybe not even in just animation form, but I know it probably just cost them like a chunk of change. Right. But um, just tell some stories, just tell some tight stories, you know, that um, don't have, I guess they could be canon, but are so far outside of the canon um, that you don't have to to, to have it relate to like the period or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. just tell your story. Um, and, you know, it falls into one of those, the maps and stuff that they displayed on screen during like the celebration, you know, mm-hmm. just falls in, in the end of that line and everything. Um, but like I said, it still tells the, the stories outside of the stories and stuff, you know, um, with like the, the, the average guy, you know, which, which you watch, which I really take to these, you know, these people, we're talking about more average people 
right. it's like, you know, Lola. Is it Lila or Lola? Lila? Lola. 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 Okay. And, and like the sisters and stuff. Um, you know, I mean, they just they're they just come and go. These are like just average stories that we're telling in the universe. Always like little stories like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's really cool. Um on a final I point. accept I accept this charge to write this episode. There we go. So it's been very this very generous of you guys to tell Disney to pick me. So thank you, uh T Mitch and DP. You know I look forward to this. You know what sets this all up though? Like not only visions, but like why not get us all involved if we want to do the what if? Because it's the community that thinks about the what if stories, right? I think that should be like the biggest draw. And and obviously they can't get everybody's opinion, but like we always talk about what ifs. I feel like they should go in and like let us online fan vote. Put come up with concepts and let us vote on what should be the stars what ifs. Because we literally can't the what ifs episodes are probably do what, six, eight? As many stories as there is and how many seasons they want to do it. I felt like they should put it online and let the people vote because there are literally so many subplots and so many things that we create that to where they can start dwindling the storyboards down. And I think they should all be led by the community. I think that would be a really good give back to Star Wars fans for us to literally create the stories and then let us vote down like a maybe start out at 50 and then we vote down the, you know, we just keep getting down to whatever the final eight is. And let us, it gives the community something. It gets engagement on our website. Um, it's just, I think that would be something cool for Disney, Star Wars to do is for if they do want to do the what if, let the community choose the stories and then let them then go write it. So we give you the the medium. It's your time that it, now it's your idea to put it together and, and deliver what we would want to see, right? I think that would be pretty cool. So they could be part of the, say, this, the bigger story. You know, I've always been interested in, so we learned about Boba Fett as a, as a child and his dad, Django. So what about those years when he was, whatever, 10 to when we next saw him? Is there anything written about that? So from Attack of the Clones to... That wouldn't necessarily be like, what if, though? Don't be what if that's a that's something you need to contact Ray Carson to read to write. She's a great artist. She's a great, great, great book writer for uh, Star Wars. You got to contact her somehow. She'll probably do it. That'd be, that's that's the problem. Right? Well, that would be a what, if, what if because we we don't know. We don't know what what that what that storyline was like. What molded in the him? EU, back in the day, they gave him essentially the Bo-Katan story was his was Boba Fett's story. Like that's that's what it was. So they fleshed out all that stuff about what he was doing and his background with the bounty hunters and all that crap before. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Even as a child, they talked about. I mean, they talked about all the training he did or whatever. I don't know. Well, you, it was twenty years ago, man. I mean, like, come on, give me a break. Right, but no, the what if stuff. I mean, like, my's always and we've always said it. Like, what if Qui Gon didn't die to Maul? Or ultimately, what if Mace Windu struck down the Emperor? Like, because he was like one of those Jedi that was like a loose cannon, so to speak. That he teetered along with the dark side. He used dark side abilities when he fought with the lightsaber. So, like, crazy enough, what if he becomes like the all powerful Sith Lord? Like Windu, like you know, somehow the Emperor's essence like transforms into him. Like, there's so many ways you can tweak uh, it. Okay, so I see. So, what if Obi Wan struck down Vader on the Death Star? Right. 
Correct. Or what if Obi-Wan, like, finished it? What if Anakin finished Obi-Wan on Mustafar? Finished him. And was, like, totally fine. Just, like, right. not even a little bit cut up. No. Yeah, just... just. And all the lines it, yeah. that James Earl Jones gave in the original trilogy are now replaced with Hayden Christensen. Ugh. Right. Same yeah, exact, the same stuff. But I mean, yeah, there are so many stories I felt like they can get dive into, and, and I mean that that's like this vision that can go on forever. What ifs, right? Um, so that's something I mean that I'm sure they they I mean I, I know with Marvel they do it, so I'm sure it's something they've tossed around in their meetings and their storyboards, like you know. But obviously, as we see with their roadmap and the timing thing, you know, it's I think that'll be one of those projects they just drop on everybody like a surprise, like in November. Hey, let you know, uh, Star Wars What If Season 1 starts, comes out, boom. Star Wars What If Season 1. Yeah. Right. That, that's what it'll end up being. That, that'll be a sneak release if they do it. I think that'll something they'll hold. That'll be like a bonus for everybody. But um, it's tough because, as we know, you know, Filoni's in development with his stories. He worked on Ahsoka. So I get it, right? The timeline's tough. They're all busy. And as we know from previous seasons with Boba Fett and everything, um, the experiment with letting everybody get their own episode is kind of over and they've kind of found their team, their core team that they're going to roll with now. And um, you're going to see the Bryce Dallas Howard's, um, you know, Carl Weathers. Those um, Power Rangers. Yeah. Right. Speaking of, man, I saw that. Oh my God. Now, that's a, wow. That's a, yeah, that's another story. That's in one of those, that's another nerd psycho comic flick show. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> But yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy way to start out Visions for us. But um, great to get back on and talk with Star Wars as we always do every week. And, and excited to bring up next week, which we'll be reviewing uh, episodes four through six for everybody. So if you haven't watched already, which I don't know why you haven't, go through watch one to three. Watch Andor as Ken does in, in Rogue One three different times. <laughs> it, it, it didn't recommend Andor to me at the end of these. no. But you watch it anyway, right? Because you, oh, yeah. because you know that that's such a great story. Yeah. You know, recommendation on often on the table and everything. So, <laughs> so yeah, definitely. But yeah, we'll be reviewing episodes four through six next week. So, guys, until next week, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way.